Welcome to the Authority of Love. I'm Greg Williams, and you're uh, joining us on broadcast or podcast video, however that may be. I sure appreciate it, and thank you for sharing it with others and uh, getting helping us spread the word, not only about the ministry, but more importantly about the message of this ministry, which is Christ and His kingdom. So uh, I appreciate that. One of the things that I had to learn as I began doing these devos, those of you who have been watching and listening know that we're going through My Utmost for His Highest with Oswald Chambers. Um, not every one of them because we're, we don't have doing every day, and he does a 365-day devotional there. Uh, but, but those of you who have been watching and those of you who are just joining, uh, one of the things I had to learn as I began doing these devos over three decades ago was that it really was more about my growth than my happiness. And those two things don't always or even often align. They do from time to time, and that's great. But they don't, in, in a fallen world, uh, that doesn't necessarily always correlate. But I found out as I was willing to surrender my own thoughts and many false or questionable teachings that God's desire is that I be happy and move toward His trust, desire his desire to make me holy, he became more and more real to me. And he continues to do so to this day. I continue to learn. But as long as it was about me being happy, a move, I, I, that was difficult. But when I moved away from that toward trusting in him and his desires to make me holy, then it became more and more real. And he, in particular, became more and more real. I pray that you've been learning or are willing to learn this same kind of attitude in which God is working and doing everything good everything for your good as he sets you apart, makes you holy, and conforms you to the image of his son Jesus, all for his glory. Now, today's message, like yesterday's, points back to a previous Devo and episode in which we talked about what it means for Christ to be Lord. His overmastering direction, that was the title a few, few uh, weeks ago, his overmastering direction in our lives. Uh, again, you can find all of these video, podcasts, and many articles at loveandlordship.com, loveandand, loveandlordship.com. Uh, and there you'll find our book on the center of that homepage. There's an icon there. You can follow along with read, watch, or listen. Uh, and uh, we appreciate that. And give us any feedback. You can find any of the articles, uh, many of these and many others as well as videos and podcast audios that you can listen to and share. And so we certainly appreciate that. I thank you for the comments, the, the, the questions, the suggestions, and the disagreements. You, you can do that with me at loveandlordship, loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you about any or all of this. Uh, and and I, I've said a few times, I have alligator skin, so I can handle it, okay? Uh, but I certainly appreciate it. We want to all continue to grow in the Lord. Now back to our devotional, our message today. Uh, Oswald Chambers uses this concept of overmastering to teach us the trust meaning of lordship. Much of it in contradiction to how we perceive and attempt to live out the lordship of Christ in our modern day churches and culture. The culture more often than not displays a much a greater hold or mastery over us than does Christ. That should not be so. The overmastering direction in most of our lives is the culture, our own desires, our own flesh. We've allowed so much of our culture's teachings and trappings to rule our lives, all the while calling Christ Lord 
and thinking that he is when our fruit shows otherwise. We must pay attention to what it means for Christ to rule or be master. Remember, he will not force it. We have to willingly submit to that rule. We have to obey out of love. We talked about that yesterday. What it means for him to rule or to be master over every part of our lives, and or he is not truly Lord of our lives. As the old saying goes, and is completely a true, true according to his word, Christ is either Lord of all or not Lord at all. How does that quote apply to your life? Better yet, how does Jesus Christ apply to your life? This is the essence of today's message as we continue with this concept of overmastering or lordship. Previously, I had mentioned the focus was on how this directs our lives. In today's episode, we take a look at the source for that presence as we discuss the overmastering mastering majesty of personal power. We move up to those following in, in, in the hard copy or online at myutmost.org. We move up to February the 4th, the overmastering majesty of personal power. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Give me the power, right? I want to know how to have his power at work in my life, and I'm guessing you do as well, or at least we think we do. Chambers uses the example of Paul once again in showing us how we can walk in the power of his lordship. And he, he picks up at 2 Corinthians 5.14, and Paul says, For the love of Christ constrains us. Paul says he is overruled, overmastered, overlorded, I could say, held as in a vice by the love of Christ. Did you catch that? Right off the bat, it must be Christ's love that constrains or rules in our life. This is, this is the core of our teaching in our book, The Authority of Love, the second edition. We also make the case that very few of us have truly been taught and discipled, and that's huge, discipled as to what love truly is, what his love, agape, truly is. And yet we continue to talk as though we do know what that love is without truly checking to see if it is the fruit of his spirit, beginning with love, love, joy, peace, right? that is being formed and lived out in our lives and relationships. Not the way the world defines it, but only the way he, his truth, truth himself defines it. Chambers continues and states it like this. Very few of us know what it means to be held in the grip, in a grip by the love of God. We are held by the constraint of our experience only, and that is, is crucial to understand because that's what drives most messages and what we hear when we even sit in churches. The one thing that held Paul until there was nothing else on his horizon was the love of God, agape. The love of Christ constrains us. When you hear that note in a man or woman, you, may, you can never mistake it. You know that the Spirit of God is getting unhindered way in that life. Boy, that's a powerful and yet, yet, as we just shared, it, it, a much missing way to live. God having his unhindered way in each of our lives. When we are born again of the Spirit of God, the note of testimony is on what God has done for us, and rightly so. By the way, this is early immature faith that God gives in, our, in, in that immaturity to let us know he is there and he answers. However, faith must be tried in order for it to grow. 
And God is faithful to do so in order to get our focus off of ourselves and what he's given us or done for us and to get it on him. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that causes this to happen and causes our faith to mature. Chambers again here. But the baptism of the Holy Ghost obliterates that forever, that it's just about what he's done for us, right? And we begin to realize what Jesus meant when he said, you shall be witnesses unto me. Not witnesses to what Jesus can do. That is an elementary witness. But witnesses unto me. We will take everything that happens as happening to him, whether it be praise or blame, persecution or commendation. No one can stand like that for Jesus Christ who is not constrained by the majesty of his personal power. It is the only thing that matters. And the strange thing is that it is why he acts as he does, why Paul did and why we should. There it is again. The motivation, the power is God's love in and through Christ and then in us that enables us to live with him as Lord and let others see who he truly is. This is not the love of the world which is really not love. It's rooted in our flesh, occurs naturally in our fallen nature, right? But we think it's right and good because it's natural, and yet it's not really love at all. We allow entire congregations and marriages and families to be lived this way, even in our churches. And we don't disciple and help them see that that's not really love. This is actually the love of God in Christ, the real love of God only available through His Holy Spirit and as we are taught and discipled to know and share that kind of love. Chambers describes it like this in Paul. Men may call him mad or sober, but he does not care. There is only one thing he is living for, and that is to persuade men of the judgment seat of God and of the love of Christ. This abandon to the love of Christ is the one thing that bears fruit in the life, and it will always leave the impression of the holiness and the power of God, never of our own personal holiness. There it is, laid out succinctly for us to either adhere to or ignore. Fruit, holiness, power of God, all found in His love. This is the foundation of what the Lord laid on my heart in the title and teaching in our book, The Authority of Love. Now, second edition. The only power and authority that can change our hearts and this world our marriages, our families, our churches is found in His love and His love in and through us in Christ and the Holy Spirit. Christ died to make it so and to give us that love, but it requires the discipline of God's Word and His Holy Spirit that He has given to us as that gift to make it real in our lives as His disciples. Here's our food for thought as we wrap up. Let me close again with a great quote from Oswald Chambers that drives home this point. Am I learning how to use my Bible? The way to become complete for the master's service is to be well-soaked in the Bible. Some of us only exploit certain passages. Our Lord wants to give us continuous instruction out of his word. Continuous instruction turns hearers into disciples. Here's our love and action items. Number one, spend time with God in his word and prayer and listening every day. Start with just five minutes, but don't miss a day. Begin with the scriptures in this message. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, honestly journal about what you're seeing 
as the fruit in your life? Is it rooted in your natural flesh that you've called love and nobody's ever challenged you on that? Or in the love of Christ and His Holy Spirit according to His Word? Number four, ask those closest to you, i.e. spouses, ask your spouse, ask your children, ask the closest friends, the church friends. Ask them, those closest to you, who is Lord and what is the overmastering power in your life? Tomorrow we have another Wednesdays for Women with our good friend Adia Wishner from Kentucky Right to Life. She always shares excellent thoughts and insights to consider regarding the roles and impact of women and the impact of our current day culture on women. But be sure to invite family, friends, and loved ones and enemies to hear more on this. It's all going to be rooted in the Word and the Gospel. You can be sure of that. So invite them to, to join us and listen. Now, you can find out more, as I said at the beginning, loveandlordship.com, www.loveandlordship.com. Uh, articles, audio and podcast, videos. You can find them right there on the homepage, as well as the, the tab right there of the, the icon of our book, The Authority of Love, Second Edition. Now, if you're just searching for that and you're listening and you're searching on Amazon or even on Google, make sure you spell out second, S-E-C-O-N-D, S-E-C-O-N-D, because if you put two in D, I promise you you'll be led on a wild goose chase, okay? Uh, you can donate. There's a give tab. Thank you. And if it's not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you who he would desire you to partner with and give to, because he has a plan and purpose not only for those you give to, but in your life as well. He truly wants to bless that. And the more you're willing and able to do that, I found that out in my life. I'm not asking you to do anything that we don't do. The Lord truly blesses in that. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. Now stay tuned at 1245 for my good friend, Greg Horn, and hope, and hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.